and welcome to Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Hello everybody. How you doing today? Hope you're doing well. In case you're joining us for the first time, I am Senior Master Craig Greca. I'm a 6th degree black belt in the Universal Martial Art, a 5th degree black belt in the Taekwondo Martial Art, and I've been training for over two years in Kung Fu and Kabuto weapons. And we're here today to discuss the teachings and trainings inside the Karate Kid universe, including the Cobra Kai Netflix series. Now, today's example um, first it comes to us from the Karate Kid and, of course, Cobra Kai. There's a lot of sweeps um, in, in those movies and shows, and um, they seem like they do it all the time. In fact, the term sweep the leg is synonymous with the show. Also, uh, Miyagi had Daniel sand the floor in the Karate Kid movies, and in Cobra Kai, Daniel had Robbie doing it as well. So, flooring seems to be a predominant metaphor in these shows. Now, we have already done the topic of sand the floor, but today we are talking more than just sanding floors. The topic today is flooring, flooring in general. A little bit of personal history on this. Um, we did not have very good flooring when I was a kid. Uh, most of the carpet that we had in the, uh, in the house was extremely worn. I'm talking uh, 15, 20 years worn. Being the oldest of six kids, we tended to wear out any flooring that we had in the house. Now, um, now I know the houses are often measured on how good their flooring is. And these days, there are many different types. Uh, in fact, uh, my wife and I had just finished redoing the floors in our current home. And it was a lot of work, uh, but it makes the house look very clean with the floors flowing from one room to another, uh, which is aesthetic, aesthetically pleasing and very good for pets. Uh, we have seven animals, so uh, anytime they have an accident, it's very easy to clean up. So the work task itself of flooring takes skill and commitment okay so first of all you have to go to the store and choose which type of flooring you want to do uh, based on your price point okay there's all kinds of different floorings out there uh, the most popular these days seems to be vinyl plank flooring and that's predominantly what i'm going to be talking about today um, i have done the pergo type flooring and vinyl plank flooring um, they are very similar in how they are done. Um, so when we talk about it today, um, we'll be applying it to those two um, types of flooring. So um, anyways, after you've chose which color you want and which uh, style you want, you take it home. And then um, you first have to clean the surface. So um, luckily, our house was new construction. So all it had was concrete underneath the carpeting. So all you had to do is just clean and prep that surface, making sure that it uh, doesn't have any, um, um, you know, it's not, it's even and that it's, uh, uh, it's very clean. Um, especially since our, um, our dog had a lot of accidents, I want to make sure that the, um, the smell was gone. So anyways, um, when you start your job, you lay your plank starting in one corner and you have to have all your planks going the same direction throughout the house. So wherever you strategically start in one corner, you have to follow it throughout the house. At least that's what I did. 
Um, you, um, as you expand throughout the house, uh, you have to cut and trim the uh, vinyl plank flooring along the way. And it's kind of fun because it's, um, it's like a puzzle, okay? It's like a puzzle. You have to um, bring one plank through the door opening and you use that one plank to base all the rest of your planks for that room. So for me personally, I started out in the uh, biggest open space, which is the living room. And I started working towards the dining room. Now, once one plank got into the dining room, then I built off that plank going both directions. So like if you picture one plank going through the middle and then it expands one way to the wall and then keeps on expanding um, the same direction as I was doing in the living room. So um, one personal note is that I, I really hated going backwards. Um, going forwards was a lot easier to click the, uh, the tiles in, but going backwards was a lot harder. So I always hated going backwards. So um, I actually messed up when I first started doing vinyl plank flooring. Um, uh, my brother Scott and I had, um, we, had done, um, we had done some pergo flooring back in the day. And um, I vaguely remembered, because after I laid down the tiles in the living room, I showed my wife Kim, and, and she's like, it doesn't look right. And I go, oh, man, I forgot. You're supposed to alternate, which is the next thing I have written down here, alternate your starting size. Okay, so you have to alternate your starting size when you start. So let's say you start with a full-size a full, um, a full size plank. Um, then the next size has to be different. It can't be the exact same. Otherwise, your plank flooring aligns perfectly and it's not as strong. So you have to alternate your starting size. Now, everybody does this differently. I talked to one of my instructors and he did the one-third rule. Um, that's the way to do it. Um, the way that I did it is the way that my brother Scott and I did, which is to do uh, 12, 24, 36. 12, 24, 36. And that's the, that's the pattern that I alternated, okay, as I did the floor. So I'd do a full piece, and then I would do um, uh, like a 12-inch, like a and I would do a full piece, and then I would do a 24-inch, uh, and then full piece, and then I would do a 36-inch. And I kept that pattern going throughout the house. And as a result, I think it looks pretty nice. Um, so once you are done, you have to click that in, uh, cutting around corners and cutting around um, an island are really tough. Um, it just takes a lot of work. Um, so you have to be a lot of finesse. You have to get really good at cutting. Um, and when you're done, um, you can leave kind of like a quarter inch gap uh, in your floor all the way around. And that is when you're going to trim it out when you're done. Now, there's, a couple, there's two different ways to do it, okay, uh, the trim out. You can pull your, your trim off, then do your vinyl plank flooring, and then put your trim back on, okay? Uh, that is one way to do it. Um, I chose not to do it that way. I chose to use a fancier quarter round, and it turned out really good. So that was a different way of doing it. Um, and we talked about trimming up the house. So it's kind of funny in this uh, particular podcast, because we have done two similar topics uh, one is sand the floor, um, which we talked about other things, and then trimming up the house is also a part of this. But today we're talking about just purely how to do the flooring itself. And since I've had a lot of experience and spent a lot of time over the last three or six months doing it, um, I thought it would be important to uh, convey to you guys today. So um, 
that's pretty much it in a nutshell. It's, it's, it's a lot, it sounds simpler than it is. Okay, it's one of those things in life where, um, you know, it sounds like, oh, so easy just to do this. And it is, um, for someone that's out there that says, hey, I want to do uh, the kid's bedroom in the vinyl plank flooring, piece of cake. Bedrooms are easy, okay? It's when you do the whole house and you have to strategically go through the whole house like a puzzle that makes it really difficult, okay? When you have to wrap around in a kitchen, go down the kitchen alleyway, uh, wrap around uh, hallways, especially since um, in our current house it's one big room, so there's all these obstacles you have to go around in different angles. Like I hate when I had to do like a, like a weird angle, like it wasn't like a 90-degree angle. And also, even in new construction, things don't always line up. Um, I found that out uh, when I was doing the hallway that the uh, kitchen little wall that's there, the separator wall, uh, actually sticks out about a half inch further than the hallway wall. So that uh, made it for some um, fun cutting at the end. But once you're done, the flooring looks great. And just like I said before, you have to sit back and admire your work. Okay? Um, as a touch-up, as a follow-up kind of thing, um, after we have our floor installed, one of the things you can do is you can go around with uh, silicone uh, caulk and you can go through and um, tidy up some of the areas that, um, that, uh, to seal them up good. Okay, so I did that a little bit, uh, especially since um, after installation, sometimes things will, will kind of separate a little bit. Um, and that's, a best, that's the best way to, to fix that. So you have to keep your floors nice by making sure that you, you do that. Okay? And that was an idea I got from one of my students' uh, fathers. He does flooring, and he told me, he says, really nothing you can do about uh, any kind of little separations. Uh, once you have the floor laid, there's really nothing you can do except for take it apart and redo it. Um, there's, there's this one thing online I saw. It's one of those uh, infomercial things where you can it, suction cup, suction cup, and it kind of pulls it together. I don't know if that works. I don't, it sounds to me like the suction may not be strong enough. And also, too, if you pull it from one, you may end up putting strain on another. So. I just decided to do the silicone thing, and that seems to work. So that's a little follow-up to the job after you get the job done. Now, um, let's break into the martial art practice today. Okay, so for the martial art practice, uh, we have talked about different things um, across the podcast. Um, during Sand the Floor, we talked about the prone back kick which we will not cover today, but we will talk about ground fighting. Since you were on the floor a lot, I thought that ground fighting would be something to talk about, okay? One of the things that I do in class for both fitness and for practicality is my spider front kicks. Actually, spider kicks in general. I have a whole bunch. So spider kicks, it's when you're uh, sitting on your uh, rear, and then you go ahead and lift with your legs and, and arms, you lift your hips up off the floor. Now, when you do that, that's kind of like a plantar flexion, um, like you do in a normal kick, and then you'd go ahead and kick up. So you can kick somebody in that position from, from a position of strength and stability and hit them with a front kick, okay? So um, today, we're talking about the spider front kick and heel kick. Both those kicks work well um, from an attacker's, from a defender's perspective on an attacker. 
Um, you could do a spider front kick, lift your hips up off the floor with your arms, use your arms and your legs as like a four point stability, um, and then go ahead and kick with one leg, um, like a front kick or a heel kick to really give them a good, uh, good strike there. Okay. Now, um, I have many different versions of the spider kicks that we do in class. Uh, basically, anything that is a front orientation can be done in a spider kick. Uh, for example, like spider downward kick, um, spider uh, crescent kick, spider twisting kick uh, can all be done. Um, the kicks that are more difficult to do are the side orientation ones. Okay. Now, swing kick is kind of like our roundhouse kick. is one of those kicks that can be done kind of sideways or can be kind of forwards. But a lot of times in certain uh, ways, it's lumped into different ones. So this one, we're going to lump into the sideways column. Okay. So um, instead of doing a spider kick for, for the prone kick, um, for side kicks and for swing kicks, what you want to do is you can um, kind of put your hands down um, in for stability beyond one of your hips and then simply kick up that way, okay? So you're still on the ground, um, your hips are on the ground, but you're kicking side, your, your hips are on the side, and you do a side kick or a swing kick to somebody, okay? Um, in fact, you can kind of do a scissor kick too when you're in this prone position, uh, hitting someone with a um, swing kick behind the knee and then a reverse swing kick um, on top of the knee to get them to fall down. Okay, so you can use that in martial arts to to get a attacker to fall down and get down on the ground. Um, also, too, um, I wanted to talk today about some hand techniques as well, not just the prone kicks, but also the prone hand techniques. So uh, we have your um, your uh, what I call a knee stance. So when you do a forward stance. Okay, you got your right foot in front, your uh, left foot behind you. Um, you can also do that same stance from a knee position. So you're on your knees, you got one foot in front, you got the other one behind you, and then that gives you a position of strength, and you can do your punches from there, both front punch and rear punch on your knees. Okay, now people that maybe are listening to this or have seen this before, it, it, it's not as great as being on your feet, okay? But let's say that you're knocked to the ground, okay? Um, and then uh, all of a sudden, uh, someone comes at you, you use a prone kick a couple times, maybe that prone uh, spider heel kick, and then uh, maybe like a swing kick to the back of the knees, and then you get up to a knee, knee position. If they're still up, you can punch them, and then as you're punching them, you stand up. So you use the knee stance on the way to a standing position. Okay. Um, then you can finish the, uh, the job from there. Um, you can also use an elbow strike as well, especially if you're close um, for, for ground fighting. Um, and that would be advantageous. Um, you could even use it when you're on top of someone. Uh, like after you've gotten them to the ground, you can go on top and then use your punches and use your elbow strike um, to. Um, to incapacitate them. So there's actually a drill that we do in class. It's a, um, um, I call it, uh, I can't remember the exact name for it right now, but um, uh, it's fight your way back up drill. Okay, so uh, everybody has an air, um, each pair is paired up and then one uh, 
one person uh, we that doesn't have the air shield, we say uh, everybody down, and then everybody gets down on the uh, on the mat, and then um, the guy with the the guy or lady with the air shield comes forward, and then uh, you have to hit them a couple times with a heel kick or a side kick or something powerful to 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 back them up. Then you go up to a knee stance where you can uh, punches use punches on them or palm strikes, and then you you finish standing up. And then since you're right next to them, you use knees and elbows to kind of get them off you, so to speak. Then uh, when you get to that position, we say down, and then all of a sudden uh, it, the process starts all over again. You fall to the ground, someone comes at you, 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 get them off, you use your legs to get them off you, stand, uh, sit, get up to the knee stance again uh, to get some ground, and then you stand up, control the situation, and finish the fight. Okay? So that's an awesome drill. In fact, uh, I'll probably end up doing it later on this week just because uh, these podcasts help me to think about the things that, um, that I didn't do. So um, anyways, um, remember that um, one of the things, the funny things I wanted to bring up to you guys today is that um, uh, Daniel LaRusso's um, son... He, uh, Daniel LaRusso was trying to get uh, his son to do, I think his name is Anthony, uh, he was getting him to do, uh, want him to do uh, Miyagi-Do karate with him. And then uh, one thing that Anthony said, he said, is it still just chores or is there any actual karate? And then Daniel's response was, the chores are actually part of it. Okay? And that's where we're coming from here in our podcast. Uh, we're here um, to show you that you can be productive. Okay, you can get things done, you can do work to get you strong, and still practice your martial art training. So in a way, you're kind of like one of those traditional monks who are spending their life um, at their home, uh, making sure that it is a good home, uh, making sure that uh, not only is it practical and functioning, but also aesthetically pleasing, um, and you create kind of a harmony because of the work uh, makes you strong, and then you practice your martial art uh, movements on top of it, okay? Now, um, the secret word for today, okay? So I thought a little bit about the secret word, and I didn't know exactly what to do. I, I was thinking about one thing, and I said, well, you know, since we were talking about spider kicks so much today, okay, and I have a whole section of it on my website uh, video of me doing the different types of spider kicks, I thought about today the secret word for the kids being Spider-Man. Okay, so Spider-Man is the secret word today. So if you tell me that, you're eligible for uh, discounts uh, as well as possible free stuff from our uh, Karate Kid Master Dojo collection. Okay, so um, remember that um, in order to fully learn martial arts, you have to unlearn your misconceptions about what constitutes training. Okay, so. Um, Remember that we are here every week learning martial arts through everyday work, thus creating life around you, increased productivity, and a better world. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your week. This is Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. Bye-bye.